presented by Baseline Times Media. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another wonderful episode of the Shoot or Pass podcast. Your host here, Cheval, with my wonderful co-host, Mr. DeMario Jackson. D, what's up, bro? Yo, what's yo. What's going on, man? Man, I'm hyped, bro. This is like my this is this is like my favorite time of the year, bro. I mean, I'm talking about we got March Madness. Shout out to Loyola. Shout out to Michigan. You know, we have festival season is here. Coachella in a few weeks. We have baseball is starting in a few weeks. Basketball playoffs. Uh, NFL draft. I mean, what a time to be alive. <laughs> Dude, it's last, beautiful. Last time I love we spoke, it. um, last time we spoke, I was I was actually there, man. I just want to say thank you for the hospitality. LA man. was real. Yo, hey, everybody who's listening. So <laughs> funny story. Chevy knows what I'm about to say. So we're <sighs> out. Girls, some girls are buying drinks. Chevy's at the point now to where he's like, I'm one shot away from just being finished. The girl hands me the shot. I go, nah, give it to my bro. Chevy then takes the shot. He dies. He literally, <sighs> RIP. At the point, we get back to the hotel. We're chilling. We're all in there partying and stuff. We look over at Chev. He's, like, sitting up in a chair, just <laughs> nodding in and out. The girls are like, is your friend okay? I was like, it's his last night in Cali. He, this, is, this has to be the way we have to send him <laughs> home. But no, man, like, you know, seriously, thank you for coming out. It's literally been years in the making. Yes. You, know, you know, finally getting to meet my little bro, uh, you know, Chevy balling hot. <laughs> Uh, you know, I mean, it was a pleasure, bro. It was a pleasure. You know, so much fun. You know, you and Chris, you guys are like my little bros. What's yeah. funny is like, I met both of you guys off MySpace and you guys are like, literally like my family. Like, you know, it's I mean, like, you know, just to get deep, Chris, I mean, I know his family, like before his mother passed away, his mom was, you know, she was, you know, passed away through cancer. And I had a deep conversation with her. And she's like, you know, you're some of the only family that Christopher has. And I was like, Chris, my little bro, like straight up. Like yeah. we argue like brothers, we fight like brothers. <laughs> I love that guy. Same thing with you, like from years, from way back, MySpace days. So thank you for coming. I had a blast. I can't wait for the next time. You know, more, more, more life. Yeah, of course. Yeah, man. Especially you and Chris. Shout out to both both of you, man. It was it was fun, dude. LA was some something fun. And uh just being able to go to Staples, man, was amazing. Uh it's one of the, you know, iconic arenas in in this game that we talk about every day and just being able to see the the um Magic Johnson statue, Shaq, Jerry West. It was cool, man. It was a fun experience. LA was real. Um but yeah for sure until next time when we get out there and have some more fun. And uh, hopefully right. I wouldn't uh you know pass out in a chair. Oh, that was so funny. I'm going to blend on the East Coast thing and the time, you know, the time change. Oh, it is. Way, definitely... <laughs> no, no, no. It is true. People nah. don't realize, for me, when I travel from, from like, you know, from here to there, it's crazy because that first night I'll be a champion. But then the next day, my whole everything is thrown off. I mean, there's been times where I've been out and I'm literally, I fell asleep in the club. Like, not even <laughs> like just like, oh, no, I'm dope. No, like, I went to bed. Like, actual, like, <sighs> like straight up sleep my boys have like literally had to carry me out so i know exactly what you were going through i mean it takes what's funny is that it takes about three to four days but usually that's how long your trip is so by the time you got back to orlando you're on, you're finally on west coast time i'm pretty sure your sleep schedule was messed up you know when that oh, yeah. happened as well oh yeah it was it was a fun uh couple of days of recovery away from work so I took some extra days and i'm back baby i'm back shout out to the east side we're, i'm back for you we're here we're talking more basketball um Let's let's open the show up, man. With with the baby dinosaurs out east in the first place spot right now, and taking an L to the one and only Mister King James. So uh, the Cavs come back from a fifteen point deficit takeover from LeBron James, seventeen assists, zero turnovers, <laughs> and we we know Demario yourself can you can go on for hours. Hours and the hours. First time in NBA history that anybody has ever had thirty five. And fifteen, fifteen plus, with no turnovers. Like it was a, it was a flawless game. Like it was. Put it this way, Am shout out to Am and Nate. You know, they text me. Actually, Am texts me and goes, "Man, I don't think like word for word. I don't think the Cavs are gonna get past the Raptors this year." I then text him in the fourth, and I'm like, "Are you watching this?" And he goes, "Damn." I mean, here's the deal. I knew LeBron was out for blood. It was going around Twitter when he named every single Raptor player by their first and last name. Did you see that interview? 
I did not actually. They asked him a few days ago, they asked him during shoot around. They're like, so what do you think about the Raptors? And like, what do you think about their bench? And he's like, oh, you mean Norman Powell? Oh, you mean uh, the guy Poletti? Oh, you mean Van Fleet? You mean Wright? You mean Miller? You mean Brown? I mean, he named everybody. Like he named, you know, like when you get in trouble and your mother yells out your, like, Shaval Kanhai, you're like, oh, shit. I'm about to get whooped. Like, well, like, I mean, like, you know, like when your parents, that was like that. And what's funny is that a buddy from Twitter, who's actually a writer for the Raptors, he tweets that and he goes, I'm scared shitless. He goes, LeBron just named our entire roster by their first and last. And like your government. It was like when, when Kendrick on control called out J. Cole by his government. It's like, man, like we are not playing today. And that's exactly what it was. Like I always say, this is, this started off as what I thought was going to be one of LeBron's deepest teams that quickly evaporated. It became right. one of his weakest teams. I mean, we saw our boy Dwayne Wade age, the whole experiment with Isaiah Thomas didn't work. Then boom, right when they made a trade for everybody, all of a sudden Kevin Love goes out. And a lot of people don't realize like Kevin Love gets a scapegoat. He gets a lot of, but Kevin Love can ball. Oh yeah. We're missing an 18 to 20 point and point rebound guy. And, and like a person that the that the other you know team's defense has to like look out for. Like I really don't care about Tristan Thompson. I really don't have to care about Larry Nance too much. But but you know Kevin Love's a guy that can beat you every single place on the court, and he's back. You know they're two and zero with him back. And what's crazy is that the Cavs were still missing five players. You know they still were missing players that were in their rotation. They were missing Rodney Hood last night. They were missing Kyle Korver. They were missing Nance. So, exactly. again, I'm not saying the Cavs are going to win by no means, but I'm saying that the people like Gabe, who talk so much mess, I'm like, yo, let this team be 100%. Let them be 100%, and let's see if they're going to be this bad team or this good team. We can't judge a team that, in reality, they haven't played or even practiced together. Yeah, and then the whole thing about it, too, is Love comes back. Uh, what is this, his second, third game back, and he's got 23 points, 12 rebounds four assists and it's like he hasn't missed a step at all and I think that's a beautiful thing especially from what what he was going through you know before the injury I think that's awesome to see that and then some of the guys that are just coming in the game you know you have uh some of the bench players here that (laughs) for a Cavalier team that's depleted we don't like sometimes I'm like who is this cat out on the floor you know I agree there was a guy uh I actually I have to look up his name right now the guy with like the little dreads yeah oh the Holland, Holland guy. Yeah. It's like, man, I this had this guy's on the Cavalier roster. I had no shout out to John Holland, by the way, bro. I had no lie when he I thought that was uh what's his name? Derek Williams. I was like, did Derek Williams <laughs> shrink? Like, who is this guy? But he came in and I was like, oh, okay, I see you. You know, you, you know, got a little bit of on-ball defense, got this, got that, and it was it was crazy. J.R. Smith is actually the one who carried them in that in that very like critical third quarter. Yeah. It was a it, like it was J.R. And I want to say it was uh, Jr. and I, oh George Hill, they carried them. George Hill balled. Yeah, finally, George Hill had a great game. Had, yeah, finally he had that breakout game. But again, I, I think a lot of fans, what like you know what's going on right now is that we live in the right now era. Like I want to meet a girl tonight, have a baby tomorrow, get married on Saturday. So a lot of players they don't realize George Hill went from being the primary ball handler with, like with the Kings, one of the primary scoring threats as well. He now has to come to a brand new team, a brand new system. He has to now play off the ball. He's now essentially a spot up shooter. Right. Like, you know, you, I mean, and that takes time. Like for me, I'm the primary ball handler, like when I play ball. And there's times where I play with like a point guard who needs the ball. And it takes some adjusting to where I'm like, damn, I got to create my own shot now. I got to come off screens. I have to do all this. And I think a lot of fans, because we've been so spoiled by, like LeBron and Kobe, like not everybody is like LeBron, KD. Not everybody can just go out and wake up and drop 30. Like other players have to adjust. And I think the Cavs are finally starting to adjust and finally starting to kind of, you know, play along with each other. And, you know, I mean, it was some fun basketball last night. Oh, absolutely. And then, um, you know, the other guy, Ante Zizek, I hope I said yes. that right. Yeah, he's, he was actually really impressive. I think his, his offensive rebounding, um, his, his activity on that glass, man, was, was great. And then uh, a lot of times, you know, they were able to drive to the hole and he was he was right there waiting to catch and put it up like just what you're supposed to do as a big man yep. out there, you know. 
Um, so that was nice to see. And then um, Clarkson's been one of my fa- you know fan favorites you know, out of this trade. And like I, I really like Clarkson. Um, so just seeing him get out, kind of get out there up and down. I mean, no, he didn't have the greatest game, but defensively, I think that you know he's a big, a nice athletic guy out on the wing there for any anybody who's, um, you know, you got Kyle Lowry, Demar Derozan, being able to switch on and off those guys. Um, but yeah, that like I said, it, it's it's so it's so hard to take the Raptors serious. I, I refuse. I'm gonna go ahead and like our boys, Shannon Sharp said, the baby Raptors or the baby dinosaurs. That's that's gonna be their new name, man. I I can't take them serious. Not until the playoff time comes around. I mean, DeRozan he he's having a great year. I'm I'm not gonna discredit anything on the Raptors just yet. But DeRozan's absolutely having a great year. I'm really impressed by him thoroughly. Um, I know he had 21 points that game, five assists. Um, he didn't shoot shoot uh, the ball too bad. You know, six of 15. But you know, those guys, those are something. Him and Lowry, Lowry didn't even have that bad of a game. Um, it's just defensively things broke down for them mo- more than anything. Uh, I think there and just kind of realizing, you know, you got Kevin Love out there, you got some shooters out there around LeBron, and then Bron was just doing his thing, just pulling up, just pulling up, doing 100%. his thing. Um, <laughs> pulling up, winning, getting it in. Uh, you know, it's. I mean, this is starting to become his time of the year. Like, I, like you know, every single year, it's like. It was Atlanta Hawks. It was the Boston Celtics. It's right. the you know it's the Raptors. Every single year, it, it's these teams, and then slowly but surely, what happens? You know how it is. Every single year, it's oh my god, this team is going to beat LeBron. The East is the East is so strong. Then the playoff time comes. LeBron runs through the East, and then everybody's like, the East is weak. And you're like, what? Like, didn't you just say like 35 minutes ago that the East was this juggernaut and they were this and they were that, but you know, it's anything to discredit LeBron. You know, it's, it's oh, yeah, like, you know, the East is so strong in December. And December is crazy. Everybody was like, oh, the, the Cavs will make it out of the first round. If the Cavs play against this team, they're going to lose. If they play against this team, they're going to lose. And then all of a sudden now, those same people are going to be like, you know what? The Cavs have the easy cakewalk because blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And I do but- like the Raptors. The Raptors are deep. They're very athletic. They have a very, very solid, young, fearless team. But again, until Kyle Lowry proves to me that he can play in April, May, and even right. you know, as far as June, I'm not going to believe well, it. And here, here's the one thing too: is moving forward. Here's here's I'll, I'll predict the future of discredits. Here, the future will be well. The Raptors and Cavs play one more game um, sometime at the beginning, about another week or so. We'll, we'll get to see them on uh, the third of, of April. Um, the Cavs are hosting them one more time potentially we could see more of a healthier Cavalier team by then. So that can either determine, I, we let's say the Raptors take that W there. Kyrie goes out, you know, we, we'll get to the Kyrie story in a bit here. You know, Kyrie goes down for the season. It's one, oh, Kyrie's injured. The Celtics, you know, uh, don't count this year. Oh, the Raptors beat, you know, the Cavaliers and, and, and the, uh, you know, the, the 4-3 matchup. So, um, you know, Going into the playoffs, it's going to be a little bit more difficult for the Cavaliers versus Raptors. But, you know, um, the Celtics, you know, if they had a healthy Kyrie. And absolutely, Kyrie makes a big difference for that team. I, I definitely get it. But that's going to be a narrative of, like, discrediting LeBron and the path to his NBA Finals. Um, it's 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 crazy, man. I, I, I really, a lot of people believe the, believed in the Raptors this early in the season. A lot of people yeah, did. Yeah, well, because it's... It's easy to. I remember when the Lakers went on their like crazy dynasty run in the early 2000s, and people would be like, "Oh, the Kings or Dallas Mavericks." When you're, when you're Shaq, or when you're like a LeBron or Kobe, like like for instance, the reason why Kobe and Shaq never really got along is because Kobe always said, "I hated that Shaq would just skate from November through March." Then all of a sudden, April comes around, and Shaq's 38 and 17 like nothing. He said, I hate it. He goes, I try. I worked so hard in the offseason, and Shaq would come in 30 pounds overweight, not caring, cracking jokes, not giving a mess, right? Same thing with LeBron. LeBron does care. LeBron does do this. He does do that. But his team, it takes a while for this particular team to adjust. So we're looking at it as like, oh, they're going to suck. They're going to do this. But I don't know what it is. It's something about March. Like, just like cardiac Kimba. Shout out to Kimba tonight. Yeah, like 46 points in like <laughs> yeah. five minutes of playing. I don't know what it is. March brings out the true ballers. And LeBron and his team, they're out there balling. And for the first time almost since what, like 
January, they're they're, they're almost healthy. Yeah. And, and that's yeah. the thing is like, you know, we love to judge a lot of these teams and they're not healthy. It would be like us judging present day Golden State Warriors. Like they're playing like Quinn Cook's their best player right now, you know? Exactly. But again, it's easy to hate on those teams. It's easy to nitpick. Oh, the Warriors are going to lose first round to Portland. Like stuff like that. You're like, what? Are you serious? You don't really think that. You just don't like the Warriors. So you're just going to hate on whatever the Warriors do. And I feel like, you know, the Cavs, put it this way. Would I be surprised if the Raptors beat the Cavs? No. But in order for the Raptors to, be, like, you know, to beat the Cavs, you got to have Kyle Lowry show up. And that's the biggest thing. I think that this year will be a lot easier to beat the Cavs because you don't have Kyrie at point guard. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's ultimately what it comes I, down to. Yeah, and I, and I agree. I think a lot of it, again, it was a lot of defensive errors, too, down the stretch there. I mean, there isn't much. There's, look, come on, there isn't much you could do with LeBron's playing like that. And you know, kind of just going along. I know we haven't mentioned it much here. Uh, you know, with Ty Lue being out now, and it's a funny, you know, Demario, a little joke that I had the other day was, well, you know, I, and I noticed that after that that first the first game after Ty Lue, you know, stepped down there, um, it was well, is LeBron excited? Kevin Love is back on that Monday night game, or is he more excited and? you know, has a pep in his step because Ty Lue isn't the coach, um, you know, in, in that game that they did play uh, Monday night. And, you know, he was absolutely just bullying his way through, uh, especially against Giannis. And then, you know, I remember texting you he, when Thon Maker was trying to take a stab at him. Oh, man, I Couldn't was Couldn't even terrible. guard him. Um, I was terrible. But, but I think it's a happy balance between LeBron right now, a happy medium, I should say, um, of – Here's attack mode LeBron, and here's passive LeBron, and it's it's clicking at the right time for for these last couple of games of what I'm seeing so far. So it's it's making a little sense for what's you know happening and, and what's available to him, and I think Kevin Love you know contributes to that. So it's like okay, here is where I can attack, and and obviously Kevin Love spaces the floor. Before you know Kevin Love, you didn't really have a big like that that could space the floor, right? Um, you know Tristan mm-hmm. Thompson, he you know play a little bit more closer to the, to the rim. Um, you know uh when uh, Zizek comes in, he plays more closer to the rim. So there's more spacing available for Braun to make some, you know, moves here and there. Um, and, and again, when, when Rodney Hood comes back, you know, you'll have a shooter on the floor available to you. When, you know, Corver wasn't even in the game yesterday, another shooter that's from, you know, they can shoot the lights out from deep. You know, I, I, you know, like you mentioned earlier, I hate to say it, but it, it's still, you know, you don't want to brag too much, but it could be a scary thing once this team's healthy. Yeah, I mean, once they're healthy, you know, they have the right amount of shooters. I mean, again, it ultimately comes down to this. LeBron's going to get you the ball. It's up to you to make the basket. Like, there's – I remember, like, Rodney Hood has had a terrible adjustment to this team. Like, I mean, I think – I mean, he's missed so many, so many jumpers. And I've been like, dang, what's up with my guy Rodney Hood? You know, he's missed a lot of jumpers. But, again, you you know, it takes a while to adjust, especially for Rodney Hood. He's coming to where he's, like, the number one, number two option when he's playing in Utah. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden now he comes to the Cavs and he's coming off the bench and now you got to adjust to the bench role and now you got to do this and you got to do that. And right, it's a lot right. of things that you have to do. And a lot of people won't know. Like ask, like I remember when um, I remember when Dwayne Wade had to go back to the bench. I'm sorry, like when Dwayne Wade demoted himself and when he went to the bench, that takes some adjusting for you to start the game. Now you got to come in. It's a player like Jamal Crawford. Jamal Crawford is, is always one of the best players on his team, but he prefers to come off the bench because he likes to see the game at first. There's different strokes for different folks. And yeah. I feel like once a lot of these role players start to kind of get it, then it's going to be, you know, a pretty solid team. Will they win the championship? I doubt it. I, I, I doubt it. Houston and Golden State are that much better. But they still have that LeBron, like, you know, they still have that LeBron guy. Yeah. And, and it's still, that's, you know, that's the factor when you have LeBron. A- absolutely. And, and and again, like you said, with adjustments, like a guy like Jordan Clarkson, for him, it's a whole new world. He's, he's wide open. And he's like, Oh, you know, wow, I'm open. I, I can take this shot. I have the green light to take this shot. And it's just, you know, different strokes for different folks. And, um, you know, looking even at the, uh, from a Raptor standpoint, when you have the Cavaliers shooting 60% from, you know, from the field, uh, that's that's going to be a concern, you know, especially in the playoffs. You, you don't, you don't want to give LeBron's team, you know, to shoot 60% from the field, um, 62% from the three-point line. So, you know, while the Raptors are shooting 54% from the field and 44% from the three-point line. So those are two big factors right there that kind of stick out to me to say, look, you know, Kyle Lowry and DeRozan kind of, you know, did their thing there with, with what they were given, but defensively, they got to get better. And even, you know, Kyle Lowry said after the game that they were just trash on defense. So, you know, moving forward, 
from there. They, they probably want to have a little bit better improvement there. All right, Damar, we have uh, such a mystery with Kyle. Uh, I'm sorry, excuse me, Kawhi Leonard. So such a mystery here with Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi, uh, so supposedly, uh, the, the drama with the Spurs is that whether he wants, he does not want to play, and the Spurs are trying to get him to play. Uh, this is so strange coming out of San, San Antonio, right? Like we've never really seen this over the course of you know Popovich's career. The culture there in San Antonio. Um, I mean, supposedly there was a players only meeting today, but that was quickly shot down by Gerald Green or excuse me, Danny Green. So Danny Green on Twitter mentioned uh, today that Wadge's tweet about a players only meeting was pretty much incorrect. So what's going on in San Antonio? Like with Kawhi. This is so bizarre, it's, bro. It's wild. This is, this is like the we. It's weird because it's the Spurs. If you were to be like, oh, this is the Phoenix Suns, or oh, this is any other team, because Popovich and them, they run that Bill Belichick type of system. It's there's no player higher than the team, and Kawhi is arguably like a top five to six player. I'm going to say number six now because he hasn't played. And I live by the Janet Jackson. What have you done for me lately? If I'm going <laughs> off the top, it's like LeBron, Katie, Steph, Harden, and Anthony Davis. And then I'll, I'll, you know, I'll give Kawhi right there. But it's just so weird because this is a Popovich. This is very like they run a tight ship over there. And what stood out to me the most is when Manu Ginobili, who has probably said 11 words his entire career. And when he came out and said, for me, he's not coming back, and it's not helping. Uh, you know, we fell for it, you know, a week ago again. I, like, you know, I guess you guys are all – I'm sorry, I guess you guys all made it fall for it. And, he, like, you know, he's basically – for him to voice his opinion on this and for it to come out like there was a players only, and even though Danny Green kind of debunked that, I think there was a players only meeting. I think it's something like that Derrick Rose mentality. Remember when Derrick Rose could have came back? for the playoff game right or for the playoff series and Derrick Rose was like oh no I don't want to come back yet and I, I feel like Chicago leaking that is what made the Chicago Bulls fans start to hate Derrick Rose and what's crazy about this situation is that of course you know I got to bring up could you imagine if this was LeBron could you imagine if LeBron refused to play or didn't want to play or anything came out like this about LeBron. Like I say, in my opinion, the two most hated, I say three most hated players in the NBA are LeBron, Russell Westbrook, and Dwight Howard. Could you imagine if this happened to one of them? Could you imagine if Dwight Howard, Dwight Howard gets, like today I was defending him. I said, Dwight Howard gets this rep because he came to the Lakers and really didn't have the best experience, but he gets a rep of being, people call him a pussy or, or like a bitch or like, you know, like fans throw around these words. And a lot of these fans are Kobe Bryant's fan. Kobe Bryant got a two-piece <laughs> by Chris Childs. Kobe Bryant snitched on Shaq. Like, you know, like, he, but for some reason, because him and Kobe didn't get along, now Kobe's like this. No, I remember when Kobe was getting punked. I remember when Kobe was a sucker. I remember when the whole league didn't like this guy. Don't let the last three, four years of Kobe's, you know, reign make you forget about the first, you know, 16 to 17 years. So I feel like that if this was Dwight Howard, if Dwight Howard was okay to play or if these rumors came out, it would be totally different. But because it's Kawhi, you know, we make these excuses and all that kind of stuff. And it's just a really weird situation. I personally, I hope that he gets right mentally. Mental illness, mental issues are a big, big problem in society right now, especially for African-American men. Everybody already knows all the crazy shit I've been through over the last year and me being able to voice out and speak out on, you know, certain mental illnesses and getting help. But at the same time, I feel like you're still a professional. This is your job. You're getting millions right. to do it. You got to do your job. So that's where I'm at right now. I'm kind of, you know, I'm juggling. I'm juggling like me knowing mental illness is this very, very strong and dominant thing. At the same time, you still got to do your job. So I don't know. It's really weird. And all these conflicting stories as well. Well, my only question is how much is it mentally versus physically? Like, is it something where, you know, the the injury isn't healed 100% or he doesn't feel like it's healed 100% and then he doesn't want to risk it. And then, of course, yeah, it could be mental. It's like, hey, look, like, I don't feel like my body's telling me I'm okay. It doesn't feel right. And, I and you know, you know your body the most, right? Nobody else is going to tell you that. So I know that my body's not telling me, you know, it's telling me, uh, not 100%. Maybe I shouldn't come back, even though a doctor's cleared me and medically I'm, I'm okay. 
per the standards to play in a ball game, right? So that's the only thing I question. I'm just trying to figure out like what's really going on. Is it a standstill battle between that and and you know, Kawhi saying, "Hey, my body doesn't feel right, so give me some time." And then everyone saying, "Well, hey man, you know, look like here's the facts, here's the data, here's the the medical information. I mean, you, you should be okay." And you know, now it's a mental thing. So yeah, I guess you know, it's definitely a balance in between the both there. I mean, it's unfortunate. He's he's such a great player, man. And we saw him progress, yeah. especially progress from, in the playoffs. From, especially in yeah, the playoffs. From that finals when he when he won the finals MVP till now, it's like an incredible, you know, year by year progression of jumping from, you know, this guy that just got traded to San Antonio and won the finals MVP to, you know, almost, you know, MVP and definitely MVP candidate, you know, last year, one of one of the, one of the persons in the mix there. I think that he he's he's had such a good career so far, you know, and that hopefully that doesn't go to waste. Um, I hope it doesn't. That's one of my one of my biggest fears is that he takes the Derrick Rose approach. I mean, when you look at his career, he progressively every single year. Yeah, he went from seven points to eleven to twelve to sixteen to twenty one to twenty five. He went from a guy who I used to talk mess about. I was like, "There's no way he's going to become a number one." I just and every single year he just he, he progressed. He progressed. And now he's a top, you know, six, seven player in the league. And I'm sitting here like, damn, I can't wait to watch Kawhi Leonard to see what he does next. And then this happened. And I'm sitting here. I'm telling you, man, this reminds me of Derrick Rose. Like Derrick Rose, I always say, he's still the athlete. He's still this. He's still that. But mentally, he just – people don't understand. When you are so gifted at whatever you do, whether it's you're a cop or whether you're, you're a mother or whether you're a father, like whatever your gift is to this world, and all of a sudden, it's ripped away from you like a Derrick Rose. Like, Derrick Rose, that was the first time he's ever faced adversity in his entire life. His first big injury, his first big this, his first big that. That can really, really bruise and damage you. Like, that can, that's something that's damaging. I remember when I got hurt playing ball, I didn't touch a basketball for almost a decade. I was mentally screwed. I was, I, I was distraught. I, all I knew was basketball. And this could be something, because his injury wasn't that bad i thought he was gonna be back before the end of the series like like they were make they were like oh this is just a fluke injury blah 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 he'll right. be back before training camp then training camp comes around he's still not back cool who like he'll be back game five game six cool he's still not back now it's december you're like wait what is going on yeah and now it's just a mystery because we're all sitting around like what the heck is going on right now like none of us know yeah you, you gotta respect you know a little bit of, of the spurs trying to keep you know, the how the in-house drama to a minimum. And of course, you know, it's a respect with your franchise. Like you said, you know, earlier, it's, if this was a different team, we'd be like, Oh yeah. You know, it's the Suns, it's, it's, you know, uh, Brooklyn, whatever, you know, it's, this is just normal, but this is not the norm for San Antonio and definitely strange. And then a player like Kawhi, like it, it definitely is something that we, you, you can hope to get together. And I, I kind of like, I like the Derek Rose comparison, just a tad bit, um, just a little bit, you know, in relation to what's going on there. But Something's got to give, man, and we, you know, at least something's got to come out. Um, just come clean, come correct, see what's going on. I mean, it, by inserting him to the into the lineup, you know, having him come back would do wonders for this team. And and like I said, you know, we talked about this just being March, and then April's gonna come about once April hits. You know, this team, you know, sitting uh, right now in the playoffs. Uh, they they've kind of went in and out a little bit, but they're you know in the sixth place in the uh, Western Conference as of right now, and you know they've won five straight games without him in the lineup. Um, so it seems like they'll hang around there. I think they'll they'll definitely make the playoffs. But I mean, you insert him in the lineup, and you know it's a, it's a little bit of a different look, different team. Lamarcus Aldridge has kind of carried the team a little bit. I mean, they can they can make some noise, you know. And then we were talking about Houston, Golden State, San Antonio can pop its head in there, and that's that's how great of a player he is. So that's why I definitely want to see him play, create a little bit more noise out west. I would love that. Well, shout out to Kawhi if you're listening, bro. Hey, praying for you. Get well soon. Come back. Ball hard. Eliminate the Golden State Warriors so LeBron can get another title. That's all I want. <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely. And kind of segueing into you know another K here, another injury. Kyrie Irving may need to have uh, a second opinion on his knee and supposedly and reportedly would have a second opinion on the knee. Um, and, you know, DeMario, I kind of mentioned this a little bit earlier. He is somebody that it, it could be to the point where 
if it's that severe of an injury and we don't know how severe it is and how crazy this injury, this knee injury is, you know, maybe the Celtics shut it down for the season, you know, and um, take a stab at next season. You know, you'll get Gordon Hayward back. You'll, you'll let Kyrie do his thing, maybe have a surgery, get the knee 100% again. And, you know, next year's your year when LeBron's a year older, but could be a year better. Uh, but yeah, another, another, another situation here. I mean, it's a little bit more open out in the open. So, you know, latest reports is, you know, Kyrie's supposed to get a second opinion on the knee. Um, he was supposed to get a, uh, procedure, um, done. And that's something that could have been reportedly pushed out until the off season. Um, they also do not have Marcus Smart who probably would not play until the playoffs start or maybe the second round should the Celtics advance that far. So, I mean, the, the Celtics are a little bit banged up now. Um, Jalen Brown, I believe, is still out. You know, he did have that little nasty fall a couple weeks ago. Uh, so they're a little banged up. Still, you know, second place in the Eastern Conference. Uh, I know you had a lot to say, Demario, about Kyrie. And See, a little bit of the karma here, I guess you'd say. I think this say. is bad karma. I remember when him and his, I remember when it got leaked that him and his father basically told the Cavs, if you don't trade me, I'm going to get surgery on this knee. Like, he knew he needed the surgery on his knee. This is something that he knew. Um, so I'm just really – like, like number one, I was talking to Am and Nate, and I'm like, yo, for Kyrie to be 25 years old, this dude is the most fragile, broken, Greg Odin, Yao Ming. Like, this dude has the body of, like, an old man. I mean, this dude broke his knee. I've never in the history of life have ever heard anybody breaking their knee. I've heard of people breaking bones and this and that. I mean, he broke his knee live on TV, NBA Finals. I feel like right now, I mean, I love Kyrie to death. He's like one of my favorite, favorite, like, you know, guards to watch. But I think it's a little bit of the karma for him to kind of throw it out there. Like, it'd be like me being, hey, Chevy, if you don't put me on your podcast, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to leak that nude of you and your girlfriend. Or it's like, <laughs> you know, you're trying to threaten somebody and then they traded him and then now this happens. Uh, I personally, I believe he's a free agent in 2019. I think right now he has to be strictly business. And he has to realize that, let me get this in, I'm sorry, let me get this season ending, uh, you know, surgery. And let me come back strong because next year he's going to be playing for a contract. And, you know, he'll still be 26, 27. He's still Kyrie. He still has, you know, crazy, crazy upside, you know, greatest handles that I've ever seen personally. And I think that's that's what it comes down to. Unfortunately, we live in a world where all these things that we love ultimately are businesses. Like I was looking at some baseball stats earlier about like all these different players and pitchers and complete games and complete games have gone down every single year since like 1978. And the reason why is because nobody is going to make their investment pitch a complete game because I just gave you $200 million. <laughs> you are now an investment. So if I can right. make you get hurt, no, I mean, I'm sorry. So if I can put something in the plan for you not to get hurt, that's exactly what I'm going to do. And right now, Kyrie has to look at himself as an investment. He has to realize, like, look, I'm an investment. I can't get hurt. I need to do this. I need to do that. And that's ultimately what it comes down to. And I hope that he's smart. His father's extremely smart. Hope that they're smart. Hope that they get that surgery because I would hate for him to come back try to, you know, force an NBA finals with the Celtics team that I don't think is going to happen and hurt himself even more. I like for him to get that surgery, him and Haywood, they come back next year. Just like you said, LeBron will be, you know, a year older. He might not even be in the East. And if LeBron leaves the East, the East is theirs to feast 100%. So it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's what you definitely have to think about. It's, it's a very, very good point. You know, you're definitely an investment. Um, th and thinking about, you know, short term or long term, that's what you kind of have to think about. Right. So it's looking mm -hmm. at, all right, you know, coming down to the end of the season, you know, do, do we go, go ahead, throw the towel in you know, Gordon Hayward's down. Uh, you know, you still have to go up against LeBron. Um, you know, beyond that, the team's a little bit more banged up market. Like I said, Marcus Smart's going, going to be out for quite some time. And, you know, the earliest he probably is looking at is probably second round of a playoff series, maybe, um, you know, Eastern Conference finals, should they get that far. So. Yeah, you definitely have to think about that. I mean, it definitely puts a little, you know, deflates a little bit of the playoffs in the East. I mean, it, it was going to be something nice to see, you know, obviously old, you know, old friends become, you know, you know, foes or enemies, you know, with LeBron and, and Boston should they play each other. But, you know, um, yeah, I, I, I would say go go with the long-term option. Absolutely. You know, you got to think about your future, your career, you're young. 
um you know let get this get these uh, screws out of your knee supposedly that 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 was the issue there um and get get better for next season um where where you should they should have a better season um put together you know next year um but he's supposed to get a second opinion at least news should break you know uh sometime soon whether or not we can expect Kyrie back full time or he'll be out for the rest of the season so that second opinion would come Thursday and then Hopefully soon we can find out, but that that I mean a big blow to this season, like I said. But I I think that again the long term is the is the way to go, um if the doctors decide on removing those screws for him. And it's such a shame though. It's an injury that happened in that 2015 finals. We're talking 2018 now. I mean he was with the Cavaliers at the time, you know. But but you, you gotta think the the Celtics knew what they were getting themselves into, um when they when they pushed the trade for him. Um, otherwise you could have Isaiah Thomas. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, you pick and choose. You you win some, you lose some there. Uh, but yeah, you know, get 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 better, get well soon, Kyrie. And Kyrie's been one of my favorite players, man. To be honest with you, and I, I love know, Kyrie. It's, it's Kyrie nice to is, see that man. Kyrie is must watch basketball. Yeah, the Celtics are on TV. When Kyrie's on TV, I watch and I just sit there in awe. That's why it pains me so much that he keeps getting these freak injuries. I would. And, like, for me, whenever I think about these injuries, I always think about some of my favorite players growing up and them kind of try to fight through the pain. One of the only players that really fought through the pain because he was a different kind of beast was Kobe. But for the most part, a lot of the players that tried to fight through the pain, their careers were, like, derailed because of that. And I would hate I would hate for my boy Kyrie, uh, you know, for that to happen. So if you're listening, get that surgery, come back stronger next year. And you just got to be smarter. You got to realize that, you know, you're playing for, you know, ultimately another contract. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, and, you know, kind of talking on on his overall year so far is, I think he's had a great year. Uh, I've seen some progression with him. You know, it started off where he, he really was just that guy that would just kind of take over games with his, his jump shot. And now I start to see that progression of he's making the extra pass. He, he The team got better. Um, yeah. Defensively, you know, he's obviously a little bit behind a Jalen Brown, Rozier, or Marcus Smart. But He's challenged himself to to fit in, and and be more challenging on you know the defensive end. Um, you know when I, when they played the Rockets a few weeks ago on a Saturday night primetime game, he was he was he was at James Harden. He was like, no, I got James Harden. And I believe he stripped him a couple times. You know, so he was he was out and about. You know, guarding some of the best guys out there. Um, but making an extra pass, man, it's just impressive to see the progression from him. And it, and it came with time. You know, it, like anything, you got to give it time. But early on in the season, definitely he was chucking a lot more shots. Um, but coming down to the, this last few months, he really got his, himself together. And we started to see the Celtics get better with him as well. I mean, the guy can just take a game over. It's incredible. Um, not much, you know, of, of those type of players these days. So, you know, shout out again, Kyrie. 100%. All right. Um, so far, DeMario, just kind of round our show off here. A few things to run down that we kind of missed here, you know, throughout the, our little tenure of, um, taking a break on the podcast. The Blazers went on a 13-game win streak. They are currently sitting on um, the third seed out west. Um, what wh- what do you think about Dame Lillard's progression so far this season and, and just that team overall? Uh, you know, they've been pretty impressive. I got I to I eat my words. Like, Dame Lillard's that guy that I like, but I feel like he talks too much. Like, the reason why I like DeMar DeRozan is because you never hear him talking about in the media. He just goes out and balls. Like, I feel like he said three words his whole entire career. Dame Willard's that guy to where he doesn't get picked for an all-star team. He's going to be upset. They don't pick me, blah, blah, blah. He hate me. It just seems like every single time he's in the press, he's complaining. He's always, like, he's, you know, he's, like, always just complaining, complaining, complaining. And finally this year, instead of complaining every single time out, he just balls. And Dame Lillard's always been a baller. But this year, he's super balling. And what I like about this year that's different than previous years is just like what you just said about Kyrie. He's making the extra pass. He's making – there have been in previous years where you watch Dame Lillard play, and you're like, damn, this guy is just like strictly a scorer. And where people get confused at is that you can be a scorer and you can get eight, nine, ten assists, but they aren't like – smart logical assist like for instance like i've been watching a lot of james harden this year and i watch a lot of russell Westbrook. and what's funny is that they both run that iso game 
Like I think Houston's number one in isolation plays and uh, OKC's number two. But it's two totally different, two totally different outcomes, right? You got James Harden who does it and they score on almost every single possession that he does it. Then you have Russell Westbrook who does it and they don't. And what I've realized with Dame Lillard is that he's actually making that smart pass. And then when Lillard gets the ball, he swings it to CJ. Then when CJ gets it, CJ might swing it over, like, you know, like down to their big man. Then the big man might get it, swing it back to Lillard, and then Lillard ends up scoring, kind of like the hockey assist. And I've noticed that that's what they've been doing this year. And they're starting to use more of their bench. They're starting to get a lot of their young guys involved as well. I love Alfaro Camino. I like Zach Collins. You know, I, I love, 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 love Shabazz. Shout out to LeBron. You know, Sabaz is finally, like, you know, coming off the bench. He's starting to ball a little bit. And I love when they run that offense when they have Shabazz, when they have Dame, when they have CJ. And when both CJ and Dame, they kind of play off the ball and let Shabazz just kind of work his little bit of magic. I think Shabazz should get more minutes. Right now, he's hovering around like that 16 to 18. I think if they can up that to like 22 minutes or something, I don't know who has to get some time out, but I feel like when they run that three-guard offense, they're extremely, extremely good. And I do like this Portland team, but watch, it's going to be some BS if this Portland team has to face a healthy Spurs team when if they're the third seed and like the Spurs is like the number right. sixteen. Like that, yeah. like that's gonna be yeah. that's that Dame here's here's Dame Lillard's luck. His luck is that he will either have to face the Spurs or a Minnesota Timberwolves team with a healthy Jimmy Butler. Yeah. I know I, I that, and that's but why that's I said gonna earlier, be his luck. They can disrupt them. The San Antonio Spurs with Kawhi back and Leonard could could disrupt a couple of teams that didn't get the got the short end of the stick basically. It sucks. They're going to, I'm telling you, it's going to be, they're going to, I mean, they're probably going to get like this, you know, third seed and they're going to face the Spurs with Kawhi or a healthy Minnesota team. They're going to lose first round. And then we're all people like me are going to come out the fucking woodworks and be like, Dame Lillard. <laughs> What's up, bro? <laughs> What's up, bro? Cause that's how it is. That's just, that's just the way there are some teams. There are some teams that are just naturally cursed. Like LeBron, like I always say, the greatest player of all time, in my opinion, I don't, give a, I don't care what nobody says, he does things that other players just can't do. Like 30,000, 8 8, he's going to have 9 and 9 and probably 10 and 10. And it just so happens that he, you know, you face this Spurs dynasty and you face this crazy Golden State team. You know, it just so happens. And I feel like that's how Dame Lillard is in a sense. Dame Lillard is going to be that forgotten guy of this era. Like this is the point guard era. This is the era to where you have Chris Paul, who's like arguably top seven point guard all time. You then have Steph Curry, who's now entering that top three to four space of all time. You then have, have like the flashy guy, like a Kyrie, you have like the John Wall. You know, you have all these different type of point guards. And Dame Lillard is kind of like that super really, 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 really good player, but you always forget about him. Like Dame Lillard can drop 50 on any given night. But on that same night, Anthony Davis will have 50, 27, and, and like eight blocks, and you'll be like, Dame who? It's true. It, it, it's Sucks. absolutely true. So, you know, on, on the flip side, though, uh, do you think James Harden is the I don't even need to MVP. talk about this. I don't even need to. James Harden was the MVP in December. He's having a terrible game tonight, by the way. Like, I mean, trust me, I'm watching my fantasy team. I'm, shout out to fantasy. <laughs> shout out to the homeboys. You know me. Demo in the playoff. Hey, this has been my weakest year ever. My my fantasy team has been straight buns this year. And I snuck into the playoffs, and I'm on a heater right now. But, yeah, shout out uh, to James Harden. He's having a terrible night. He's 4 out of 20 shooting, but he's 13 out of 16 from the free throw. And, yeah, shout out to him. Uh, he, without a doubt, the MVP. Uh, he just He's just so good. He's offensively, like, so good. He is my favorite player to watch like there's must-see basketball of course you know you got Braun and katie which is a given but i think james harden like if every single nba game was on a different station i'm watching houston i mean he is a beautiful beautiful player to watch like i mean wow there's some times where i see him and i'm just like wow that was you know that you know that funny thing that's going around wow 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 that's so cool that's the way i feel whenever i watch james harden ball i'm always like wow like that is so do you see what he did to uh to dame little the other night oh yeah he, put up, oh, he yeah. destroyed that man he took his soul he took his soul yeah. and yeah i mean i just love that guy so much he's been mvp since december 
Uh, the NBA, unfortunately, they need to pretend like Anthony Davis and LeBron are in the conversation. I mean, I guess they are, but no. I mean, James Harden is without a shadow of a doubt. He's going to be the number one seed in the West over the Warriors, even though the Warriors have had, had like a crazy, crazy, uh, like, you know, everybody's been hurt. But yeah, for sure, he's 100% MVP. Um, the only reason why I want to bring Houston up is because they are going to enclose, they're going to close in on 60 wins. And I'm going to bring, uh, by our next show, they should have 60 wins. Uh, so 60 wins means that I'm going to bring back Nate. I'm going to bring back Marcus. And we're going to have this conversation again about Houston not working out and not being able to win 60 games. <laughs> I'm going to be petty. I'm going to be petty. Petty Chevy. I'm going to be petty. Look, I told you guys. I told you guys. Chris Paul, they won 55 games last year. Chris Paul's not going to be a five-game improvement. The, the offense isn't going to work. There's not a ball to go around. James Harden is still having an MVP year. And when he does win the MVP, you know, with Chris Paul on the same roster. Anyways, we'll wait. You know That's a little prelude to next you. week. Here's the thing is that I didn't think this was going to work. I'll be, you know me, I keep it a hundred. Yeah. I didn't think, I didn't think that uh, Brandon Ingram was going to progress and ball like he's been balling. I gave him love. Uh, but I, I don't, here's, I, you know how it is, Chef, you ball. So when you have two dominant players like him and Chris Paul, it just doesn't seem logical. But they've made it to where it's been like, wow. Wow, this is the most beautiful thing ever. Like, I watched them ball, and I'm like, wow, this is so – for me as a basketball fan, that's why I love watching Houston. Houston's my favorite team to watch because it's, it's just – any basketball fan, it's, it's beautiful, beautiful basketball. And it just seemed like they always hit the right shots. They always hit the wide-open shots, and it's just straight – you know, it's beautiful. I love it. Uh and you should too. If you don't like watching Houston, I don't know what your problem is. Yeah, there's so much it's, fun it's, to watch. Yeah, I, absolutely. I'm so glad that they get a lot of prime time and yeah, me too. National love because so much fun to watch. And you know, just as like a side note, shout out to the NBA because like I I feel like I don't even need to buy league pass. I mean, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, well, except for now, but it's March Madness. But I feel like every night, it's just just turn on TNT or ESPN, and there's a ball game on with your top teams. I think they've really hit the nail in the head with. That with that this year, and uh, you know, again, proud that we're well represented. Shout out to Adam Adam Silver. One hundred percent. Um, buy or sell? Are you are you buying OKC right now? It, it's kind of late in the season. Forty three uh, and thirty. Fourth. Here's the seed. thing with OKC is that they just take such bad sh- I mean, like, the last couple of games, like, we were talking about this, you know, offline. The last couple of games, our, our boy Russell Westbrook has been taking some really, really smart shots. Here's the thing. Ben Simmons, as a rookie, right? As a rookie, Ben Simmons has mastered the art of knowing your game and sticking to it. Like, you know how that is, Chevy. It'd be like, you know, if you know you're strictly a three-point shooter, like a J.J. Redick-type player, why are you doing other things that you know you can't do? You know, did you see right. Shaq shooting three-pointers ever? No. Did you see Shaq shooting jumpers? No. Like, so here's the thing with Russell Westbrook. I'm going to read off some stats. In his last five games, he's averaging 26, 11, 10. He's shooting 50%, but guess what he's doing? He's not shooting threes. The last game he shot well, five threes. It's an exception. The previous game, one three, one three, zero threes, three threes. Wow. Wow. Like, yes, you can't shoot threes. So don't, don't shoot, shoot threes. That seems so smart. It's <laughs> like you can't drink and drive because the cops will pull you over and arrest you and you have a DUI in your record. Okay, cool. Let me Uber. This is the equivalent of him using Uber or Lyft. That's and great, guess what? In, that's like, analogy. seriously. And in these games, he shot extremely well. And guess what? They've won four out of five. Russell Westbrook is a player who reminds me of my favorite player of all time, Allen Iverson. And I have a love-hate with both of them now that I'm older. When I was younger, Allen Iverson could put up 40 on four of 38 shooting. I didn't care. It was 40 points. Obviously, you get older. You start to mature. You realize that's not how basketball is supposed to be played. And, yeah. So, anyway, Russell Westbrook, there's some games to where I'm like, prime example, the win against the Atlanta Hawks, 35 minutes. 
12 of 20 shooting, no three-point attempts. Wow! Wow! Like, common sense, you know? But I guarantee you in the next game, because he's going to be listening, he's going to be like, yo, fuck Demo. In the next game, he's going to have, like, 11 <laughs> three-pointers, and he's going to be one out of 11. And it just – OKC is the team that's super scary because at the end of the day, they do have three top-tier players on their team who could all go off. If OKC plays smart, common sense, Loyola Chicago basketball, they can it, it, they can easily like there be dude. If you were to tell me like if you were to tell me, hey, look, this Russell Westbrook is going to carry over into the playoffs, I could easily say, oh, they can go to the conference finals with ease with this team because they're that good. But again, much like Kyle Lowry and them, I need to see that. Right, right. I need to see that because. I love Russell Westbrook. Again, I mean, him, Kyrie, and James Harden are like my top three, like, must watch. And for the life of me, whenever he's on national TV, he either balls extremely hard and he goes off, or he's having that, like, why are you, why do you keep shooting these, these three-pointers? Why do you keep pulling up and shooting these three-pointers as if you're Steph or Kobe or something? Mm-hmm. You're not. Yep. And you know, and, and you know what? I think I, I, I'm, I'm not too, you know, disappointed because – they're four. They're four seed out west. They're only two games behind the Blazers for the third seed. And you know, honestly, I was like, look, this is a top four. You know, top four team in the Western Conference, hands down. You know, at the beginning of the season, when you know the trades happen. So I think that there is enough basketball for them to at least make maybe one quick little win streak and build the confidence. And a lot of again, remember they're down to Andre Roberson. You know, he's out for the season. A definitely good defender, but. No, shout out to Terrence Ferguson. He's, he kind of came in. Corey Brewer. He's came out, boy. And, and then to pick up with Corey Brewer, like, that was, like, such a solid signing. Like, once that, you know, they had him, he's he's out there playing defense. He's out there hitting some knockdown he's threes. He's like, three four, three, four steals a game. He's been killing on fans. I, I think, yeah, it's such a great supplement for Andre Roberson. Um, and, and a veteran, he's been, and he's been in those moments before. He's played for some teams in the playoffs, has some deep playoff runs with some teams. So, I think he, he brings that experience, which is great. You know, and what I saw, uh, you know, I was definitely disappointed. They blew that lead against Boston the other night. Uh, but what I, one of the positives I want to walk away with was was watching Carmelo post up and, you know, finding, I can't remember who it was on the corner, for a wide open three. And, you know, kind of sort of sealing the deal there if, if they had held on and won the game. But that that was like a progression of Melo that we've hardly ever seen. We can go on days for about Melo. But just things like that is what you'll need. Trusting your teammates, making that extra pass out to the corner when, when you see the defense start to sag off the shooters. And that's all it's all it really takes. And like you said, playing that fundamental type of basketball. That's all it takes. I mean, and like obviously it's easier for us to say it because there's a lot of things we right. all know. We play ball. There's a there's a lot of things. A lot of dynamics. But it's just common sense that I can watch Ben Simmons as a rookie, and he's probably took taking like six threes the entire year not even that he probably actually had like i read it's a stat dwight howard's made more threes than ben simmons and people were trying to go in on ben i'm like that's that's not ben's game i'm 150 billion percent okay with ben simmons not taking three pointers and while we're on the topic of ben simmons he has nine triple doubles as a rookie as a rookie but people people just like but but that's greater than 10 NBA franchises. So <laughs> if he was on one of those 10 franchises, Orlando Magic included, he would be their <laughs> he'd be their leader in triple doubles. Yeah. That's that crazy. That's, <laughs> shout out to Ben Simmons, man. Yeah, Ben is Ben is a man, you know, Ben is a light skinned LeBron, you know, and that's exactly <laughs> nothing more to say than that. Yeah, that's exactly like, you know, what it is. And it's just I don't know, man. It's super, super weird that people get mad at Ben because he doesn't take these three-pointers and stuff. Like, why are you mad at that guy? That's not his game. That's not what he does. But you know how that is, man. It's, you know, the NBA is weird sometimes like that. And all you can do is just either, like, watch it and enjoy and, like, be able to be like, wow, we got a guy like Anthony Davis tonight, 33, nine rebounds, 12 of 20 shooting. Like, you know, like, like, those are the games – three steals, two blocks, like filling a stat sheet. Like, it's not like, you know, he's not going outside of his comfort zone. Why? Did you, I always bring up Shaq. Did Shaq shoot threes ever? No. Why? Because he's the most dominant force in the history of basketball in the post that he didn't need to. That's the reason why. Absolutely. And really quick, DeMario, it is March Madness. My bracket's pretty much done, thanks to Arizona. 
My bracket's dumb. My bracket's been finished. Um, well, yeah, that's what happens when you pick UNC to. Uh... That's right. <laughs> Got to throw some shade. Got to throw some shade. Shout you out. know, Duke's the boys. Duke's still in it, by the way. If you didn't know, I know. Um, but no, no. <laughs> in all seriousness, though. Who you got going forward from here? Who do you like? We still have Man. Kansas and Villanova as of right now. Still an attorney as number one seeds. Like, you know, it pains me to say this, but I do like Duke. Like I always said, like Duke is built for this, just for the fact that they have all that young talent. Uh, you know, Kentucky, you know, is also a team that's built for that. I mean, I think they'll have a hard game tonight against uh, Kansas State. I personally would love to see Loyola Chicago win it or Michigan or something. I don't want to see Duke win it. I don't want to see Kansas win it. I don't want to see I don't want to see any of the big dogs win it. I would love to see Gonzaga. You know, I would love to see Kansas State. Like one of those type of teams. But unfortunately, it's set up right now to where Duke has a pretty pretty like, you know, Duke has a damn good team. It's Duke. It's still Duke regardless of all this other stuff. It's still Duke. It's always going to be Duke. It's, it's always going to be Kansas. It's always going to be, you know, Villanova. Villanova has a really good team. Uh, so yeah, I mean, as of right now, I mean, if I had to pick, I would say Duke, and it pains me to say, but real recognize real, and <laughs> you know, but yeah, my bracket's been done. I haven't even actually opened up my like my bracket page since like the I think I think the second day I was like the first night I started with like eighty percent. I'm like, yeah, man, you know me, I'm a bracketologist, and then the next day I was down like fifty percent, and then Carolina was you know exited, and then I just stopped picking up my phone and everything else. Yeah, um, I, uh. I don't know, man. Like, I, 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 it's funny because I sort of believed in the jinx this year, so I didn't pick Duke to win. Normally, I do. I'm, I homer it out like I homer it out like hell and say I'm just gonna pick Duke, man. It's my squad. And this is this is kind of like the year to like really pick Duke, in my opinion too. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I had UNC actually kind of going kind of far further than Duke shamelessly, so I didn't want to jinx it, uh, for Duke this year. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm on the same page with you, Duke. Um, still think Michigan's a team to kind of. You know, look out for um, Clemson looks a little scary from what I yeah. saw. I Clemson think looks really let's, good. Let's not sleep on Clemson. But I mean, like you said, maybe you don't want these other other small schools. It would, would be nice to see here um, moving forward. Um, and especially in a year you know, again, we talked about the scandals going through and, and you know the shakeup of you know the disruption that you know, Lavar Ball is trying to create um, with his own league. Um, but I think so far it's been a pretty successful tournament. Um, and not just because, you know, big names are out and not really considered, but you got to see more talent, um, you know, highlighted throughout the tournament here instead of just a normal, you know, Nova, Duke, Kansas, Kentucky, um, you know, Michigan State was out early. So, you know, shout out to those dudes out that they're balling. I mean, and the unfortunate thing is, a lot of these guys are going to be one and done. Some of them just lose first, second round. All right, peace. I'm out to the NBA. Yep. So, no, like Aiden. Aiden's like, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, shout out shout out to those guys that are definitely out there in the tourney still. And oh, good luck. You know, my bracket's done. I don't think I'll be winning. So I'll uh, just catch the, catch the few games in between here. Um, As always, though, at the end of their show to wrap it up, Demario, any special shout outs for you? Yeah, yeah, man. You know, shout out. Uh... That's the baseball season. I'm really excited. Everybody knows I'm a big, big diehard Yankee fan. But just in general, uh, I, like, you know, I watched this baseball video and it had the Jaden Smith, the icon song. And it just got me so hyped for the season. Like there's so much young stars in baseball right now. Baseball's baseball's hot. Baseball right now reminds me of when I was a kid. The last couple of years, it's been really weird for me as a fan because I've literally watched the people who I grew up idolizing start to retire. And it's really made me feel some type of way. I'm not one of those guys who isn't afraid to get old. I, I, I personally, I love getting older and becoming like an OG to people like you and Chris. And now y'all yeah. even becoming OGs to your people. But it, it's, you know, I mean, it's really dope. Uh, so I want to say, you know, shout out to that. And I also want to say uh, justice for Stephen Clark, uh, African-American man, was actually gunned down by police in Sacramento a few days ago. Uh, the first report came out that he had a crowbar. The next report came out that he had a gun. But instead, he was just a black man who was in his grandmother's backyard talking on the cell phone. The cops came running around, started blasting him. Again, everybody knows my whole family's in law enforcement. My pop's a cop. I had a two-hour lunch with my pop today, and we discussed this. And it sucks because Dylan Roof went to a church and murdered 
black people. And the cops arrested him and then took him to Burger King for a fucking Happy Meal. A Happy Meal. And Stephen Clark gets murdered in his grandmother's backyard. If you don't see that certain people have different privileges over other, you're part of the problem. That, like, that's where I'm at right now. I don't even want to... I don't even want to associate with you. I don't want to talk to you. If you just don't see, I'm not, I'm not asking you to do anything as a person about it. I'm just, I'm just asking you to say, yes, people like you and Chevy are treated different than people like me. Like, that's why I love our group with like Corey and Dustin and like Brian and all of our homies because we're all from different walks of life and we all can discuss things that a lot of people don't want to discuss. You don't, it's, I'm a man. I'll never know what it's like to be a woman. But I can like feel a woman's pain when my mom goes, you don't know what it's like to be, you know, catcalled and this and that. I can never go, yeah, because of, no, I'm not trying to no. I'm just, damn, mom, I'm sorry. Give me a hug. Or this, that's all, that's all, that's all. You know how it is. Like, especially right. for you. I mean, I mean, for you, I'm pretty sure, you know, you've gotten your whole life, especially with 9-11 and shit. Even though you don't, even though you're not even that, but you look like it. So all of a sudden people are like, oh, like, trust me, like one of my best friends growing up was Indian. And he one of the, I mean he's he's one of the founding families in my town. After nine eleven, all of a sudden he's getting death threats. Like one of my best friends growing up, like shout out to Jimmy Kajla. And it, it just sucks that we live in this world that a lot of people are like, oh no no no, but 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 there are no buts. This is a fact. This guy was murdered in his grandmother's backyard talking on his cell phone. And you know it sucks. And you know hopefully one day when we have children, we can look back on these times and we could laugh and be like man remember 2018 oh man that was crazy and I, you know i hope it does happen but as of now it's just a little heartbreaking you know yeah absolutely i definitely understand that and you know agree for the most part and that, you know kind of just ending with you know how we started the show at least with my shout outs again just go out to all those guys and just from different walks of life that can we can all come under one roof and have a simple understanding it's crazy it's like we, we create our own little world and it's like can we, we did just, can we just we have did. this like for the rest of the world <laughs> to see we've we've really created the most chill laid back world like it's our own world and that's what i love like i love like you know my pop was like oh what are you doing and i was like oh i'm gonna go see my boy chevy i was like oh the guy I do the podcast he's like oh he's in town oh man it's about like so it's you know it's crazy that these that that these people who were these little pictures on the internet are now like oh yeah like chris thompson like he comes out here like two three times a year he's legit like family like before you know i mean it's one of those things like i, I don't even look at it i yeah, I have to talk to you like every single day for like the last like damn damn near fifteen years now since like right. two thousand five, which is crazy. Every, every LeBron James day. game night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, you know how that is. So it's you know, I mean, it's like a crazy thing, and that's what I love is like we like what we are doing is something that's beautiful because we're proving that there are kind. Like even for me, you know, I'm like the money man and all of our, you know, sports stuff. Like, no, like I don't, I've never, I've never met Gabe. Gabe gives me $50 for a deposit and I, you know, disperse the money for whoever wins in fantasy. That's what's beautiful about the world is that I've never once had anybody be like, Oh, I don't know DeMario. Like I'm not going to give him this because we don't, that's not the way we get down. You know, I remember when, when Am lost his wallet, when we, when he came to LA and everybody was in the group talking about, Oh, what? Tell me how much money Am needs. If Am needs 20 bucks or 30 bucks, I'm like, damn, that's beautiful. Complete strangers are reaching out, telling you that they'll give you money. And you probably call back home to a friend and your friend will be stressing you about money. That's why it's wild. Crazy. No, it, it, it is. Life. Yeah, more man. Life. Seriously, more. Super life. More life. Like I said, man, my, my, my shot goes out to everybody that I, that I was able to see, man, just from like get, touching on Arizona with Chris and him taking me around to the point we got to you know, LA and, you know, we're meeting up with Bobby, Corey. It's, man, that was so wild, bro. It's just like, man, you guys, are, I'm sitting right next to you in this restaurant having some beers. And it's like, dude, we, we spent months. And you don't understand. Like, you know what? I know when you were on the show, you know, me and Corey, we sat down and just text every day, man. Like literally had phone calls, like how to set this website or how to set these podcasts up and get this baseline times off the ground and running. And now I'm like sitting next to him almost a year later, you know, just <laughs> chilling, having a beer instead of, you know, talking business. I mean, just think the realistic thing, you know, how realistic things and anything's possible. I mean, it's just kind of showing people that in life and especially in this country, you have anything's possible. And um, it really is like, like if you I remember us talking about doing this. And for me, like I was talking to my buddy the other day, I said, it's not about money. I can care less about money. This I was like, I, I, I genuinely I genuinely enjoy talking sports and talking about life with my boys. Yep. Like I like I can do this every single day for the rest of my life. 
and still work my regular job and still do this and still do that. Like, I genuinely enjoy when I send you a text. And a lot of people are like, how do you and Chevy do? I'm like, I literally will text Chevy, hey, you want to go live? He's like, all right, cool. Yeah, we'll go live on Thursday. We'll go live on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. And that's exactly what we do. It's not like, a, you know, there's sometimes people are like, oh, I want to get on. I'm like, dude, we literally will discuss it. Like, he'll hit me Thursday morning and he'll email me the topic. And then we're like, boom. And, you know, that's just how it is. So, yeah, shout out to More Life. Shout out to my boy, Chef, for coming out. Chris, I cannot wait for, uh, you, you. you know, again, another one. Shout out to LA. Good time out there. Nice views. Yeah. <laughs> R&D, appreciate it, man. Thank you, everybody, for listening once again. We're out. Peace.